What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. If you're ready to unleash your marketing potential and crush your small business goals, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Miranda Rodriguez. Over the past four and a half years, I've helped hundreds of small business owners achieve big dreams with small strategic marketing steps. When I say big dreams, I'm talking quitting that part-time job, five times in your income, or opening your first brick and mortar. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to market your business with laugh out loud personal stories, real life client examples, and the occasional F-bomb. Because let's be honest, Marketing your small business is so much more than just a marketing problem. Grab your earbuds and let me show you how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast, episode number 156. Today, we are in our fifth and final in our five-part series for five ways to make the most of your marketing. And today, we're talking about setting up a tracking system. If you've been around for a while or if you haven't, you know or you will learn how important tracking our marketing data is. Uh, it's something I talk about a lot on this podcast and it's not something I've included like formally. It's something I do with all my clients um, and I just haven't included it as like a, a marketing process yet. And so that's what we're doing today. We're introducing the topic of marketing research and by introducing, I mean just like into the formal conversation about marketing and five ways to make the most of your marketing. So to recap, and if you haven't, I suggest going back to the beginning of the series. We started with why you started your business. So mission statement number two, who is your ideal customer? Where are they finding you? That is the target audience piece. Number three, Customer journey, what is the path that your customer takes to paying you and really understanding from their perspective, where are we going? Where is this relationship going, right? Number four, marketing messaging. So Beetlejuice doesn't respond to the bat signal. We answered questions like, who are you? Who is your work for? How do you help them? And what words signal to the people you want to work with? How do we attract those people with our words? And then today... To wrap it all up and what we should be doing at least once a month is our marketing research. In this, So as part of the marketing research, we're talking about what your system is for tracking and evaluating your marketing efforts. So it is wonderful if you have gotten in the habit or are getting in the habit of taking more marketing action and putting your marketing efforts out there in the world and experimenting. But how do you know if they're working or not? How do you know if those marketing actions you're taking are worth the time you're spending? How do you know if this product that you have labored over tirelessly and you love so much is actually worth it with your audience? And does it matter to you? That's what, you know, ultimately the question is. Um, if your goal is to run a business and to generate it sustainable income for you, for your family, um, then yes, it does matter if people are buying your things, right? And so what marketing research does is it helps us evaluate the fit. Is it the right message to the wrong people or the wrong message to the right people? And that's what we want to figure out. And this is helpful if you are testing a new product. It's helpful if you're testing a new marketing action. It's helpful if you want to make a pivot in your industry or your business. And it is so helpful if you are feeling 
like you want to remove some things. You want to streamline your services or your products, okay? So some questions you can ask yourself, some best practices for marketing research. I will say, number one, and this is something I do, you know that I work with my clients in this way. I also work with myself in this way. If you are a long-term marketing coaching client, that means we meet once a month for about an hour. And after each meeting, so during each meeting, I take notes. After each meeting, I compile the notes and I turn them into a very pretty and simple marketing action plan. And essentially, that's your focus for the next four weeks. It is your to-do list. I used to call it a marketing to-do list. And I found that that wasn't the most encouraging name. So it's a marketing action plan because if you take the actions on that list based on the conversation that we had and what else I know about you and your business, like your goals, your communication strengths, your work-life preferred balance in schedule, if you take these actions then, they're totally custom to you and all those other things I just mentioned, and you execute those action items that's when you start to see the growth that a lot of the clients that I've worked with have seen, like achieving these big dreams that they didn't think were possible. And it's because we break it down in such a meaningful way, in a custom way, specific to you and your business, but also because we evaluate what's working and what's not. And when it's not working, they're willing to walk away from it. And when it is working, but they are just down on themselves because it's a slower month or maybe they had something personal come up so they didn't get everything done that they wanted to that month, then it's just a reminder that these things are working. You just have to stick with it. You just have to stick with it. And I've had a lot of those conversations in the past couple of months just like checking the numbers and reminding them your marketing is working. The the actions that you're taking are working. The numbers support it. And so ultimately, that's what we're trying to figure out. Like when I talked about this in the last episode, do the numbers support what you're saying? Do the numbers support the direction that you're going? And there are several ways to do this. So just some best practices. Everyone in their business, um, an email list is a really important part of your business. Now, I know not everyone, I've had clients who just haven't had the time to get theirs up and running. I do still think it's important to have some way to collect those emails from your current clients, even if right now they just sit in a Google Drive or your MailChimp or whatever tool you're using. Um, because then when you're ready to and you have time to like get an email together, whether it's monthly or weekly or whatever the the frequency is, then you have those emails because that is the connection that you control. We have all been there before when Instagram has shut down, when Facebook, you know, all these things are changing all the time. Email is pretty straightforward. In these platforms, these are what you control. You control the email list and how often you communicate with them, how you sell to them. Like, I know, and we've talked about here too, people getting penalized on Instagram for saying link in bio, but these rules don't apply in the email world. So collect emails. Number two, ask questions. Ask questions to your customers, your clientele. They are your best sources of marketing research. Like if you work for a big corporation and you're testing a new product, you're going to compile you're going to gather, you're going to pay a marketing research company to put together a group of your target audience that match the criteria that you've lined out. And then you're going to test 
like blind test some of these messages or products or services. As entrepreneurs, we have to do that testing ourselves. And what better way to do that testing, especially if you have an in-person shop, but with your own customers. Sometimes I will just text my clients and say like, hey, what do you think about this? Or who do you think would need this? Like I had an idea and I've had so many clients over the years where we end up kind of brainstorming together and growing up and growing our businesses and testing our marketing actions together. So ask questions to your customer audience. You can ask questions by sending reviews. You can ask questions um, through surveys that you send out, and you can ask questions on Instagram using IG polls. And all of these, if you use Google Forms, which is a free way to send surveys, I like that. You can use, um, I think there's SurveyMonkey, there's Typeform, there are all types of ways to collect these, and most of those tools will allow you or automatically compile the data in a way that is visually representative. So if you are not, you know, it's easier and it is for most people, right, to like look at a visual representation of the data and then that paints a picture of your audience. And so ask questions, send reviews, send surveys, conduct Instagram polls. And when you ask for reviews, you can do this in a way like make it as easy as possible for that customer to leave the review. What is going to take them the least amount of time? So if you want them to leave a review on Google, send them the link, give them the link to where they go on Google, right? Don't make them go to Google and type it into the search. And then is this the right place? And no, give them the the direct link to where they go to leave a review, send them the direct link. And then something that we talked about in the marketing research podcast. So if this one, is interesting to you, I want you to go listen to that episode. I cannot remember the episode number, but we will link it in the show notes so you can go back to that. Um, Amber talks about in that episode, setting a time frame if you're sending out surveys and then having an incentive, putting them in a raffle for a discount, a free product, uh, a gift card to somewhere else, and then just keeping it all super short and sweet. We're, the aim here is between five to seven minutes, no more and even shorter if you can. All right. And then I want to talk about the specific number tracker. So I brought this up in the last episode and I gave some examples of how my clients, some of them were getting down on themselves for slow months recently. And my first reaction was to question the numbers. Okay. Let's pull up the numbers. Let's see if this is true. And lo and behold, it wasn't true. I think for the one, she was having a little bit of a slower June, but overall, 2022 was performing. She was performing better. Not she, but her income was higher. Her gross sales were higher. All the numbers were higher. Her followers were higher. Everything. So this is why we track the numbers. We track the metrics that mean something to us. So that's really important. You can go and track a million different numbers in your business that don't actually mean anything. So when you track your numbers, I want you to track the metrics that mean something to you. And I also want you to track and pay attention to the metrics that you want to grow. So these, that's it. And all it's up to you to decide. So if working hours is a metric that you want to say see maybe decrease in your business, then track that. If you want to see income increase, track that. If you want overhead to decrease, track that. Whatever the numbers and the metrics are, we can, I always put social media followers and email subscribers on there because they can just be not necessarily a gauge or correlated to your income, 
But maybe, right? Maybe if you are launching a social media strategy or you are pushing your business on social media, um, then it is especially important to track those and see if it's correlated to your income. Did it work? If that's the goal, if your goal is to sell on Instagram, is it working? Are the marketing efforts working? And then something else you can do either in the same sheet or on a separate tab is actually track the marketing actions that you're taking. And this would be something like, okay, we did, I created this reel on this day and I, I had a, someone in a workshop, she was going super detailed and this is what she does. She will say, okay, we created a reel. Here was the topic. Here's the day we posted it. Here's the time we posted it. Here's how many followers it received or how many, you know, views. Here's the reach. Here are the engagements. Blah, And she tracks it all. And then what you do is you, you start to compile data. So when I've worked with customers sometimes or clients like two and three years, we have that much data to analyze. So that allows us to get an even bigger picture. And we can say, okay, we know historically for the past three years, August is a slow month because people are getting ready to go back to school. Families are taking last minute vacations, whatever the case is, right? And this allows you to spot trends in your business. It allows you to identify the cycles and the rhythms of your business, which may be different than others in your industry or some of your other business owner friends. It is all specific to your business. So Starting now, if you aren't, I want you to track that data and I want you to track it in a way that you can reference easily and that doesn't take you a lot of time. Now, this will take some time to get set up and my number tracker um, and what my clients use, it's very simple. We just have, you know, columns and rows and headers and then we track metrics like social media followers, email subscribers, marketing action items, gross sales income, overhead, hours worked, especially if we're launching a new product. So how much time did it spend to get it out there, right? And this is important too for service-based owners because a lot of times service-based owners struggle with pricing because they underestimate or I guess undervalue the amount of time it took to put that service together. And if you get to a place where you're at in your business, like for me, when I do a workshop now, it does not take the level of prep work that it used to take. Be, primarily because I've streamlined the content that I will present on, but also because I've presented on this for so long and I have my presentations ready to go and I no longer sweat it, right? I get excited about these things. So just because it doesn't take you the same amount of time now as it used to, doesn't mean you discount your service. That's just experience. We charge for experience, okay? <laughs> so Income, overhead, product inventory, sales, hours worked, all these things. You can track all of it. And what I do is I set an hour. It's a standing meeting with myself once a month on my calendar, just like I do with my clients. I have my own folder in my client section of my Google Drive, just like I do for my clients. And I go in there and I just evaluate my month. And that hour is my time to... Also, it's not always just an hour, but reconcile my books for the month. And I use QuickBooks, but to reconcile my books and make sure everything's tracking there. And while I'm in there, then I can pull my end of month reports. I can pull my year to date reports and I can plug those numbers into my number tracker. I can also look at my expenses for the month. Was I investing more? Was I not? 
um, and see if my overhead was higher. And just it's just great to have that space on my calendar once a month to evaluate what's working and what's not. And this is when I will go through my social media and I'll look at what was performing. I'll look at the emails. I'll look at the podcast stats, all of it. And I track all of it. And then I share the information with the relevant parties. So I will message the podcast producer and I'll share data with her because we've had some really, really amazing stats from the relaunch of this podcast and the effort that we've all put behind it to get more eyes on it. And then we're experimenting. So it'll be really fun to see how the reels and the snapshots perform from the videos that I'm recording as I'm recording the podcast. So that's a new experiment for us. And then we will track and pay attention to that as well. So marketing research is a super important part of any marketing plan, but you don't have to make it complicated, especially if numbers aren't your thing. Just start basic, create a spreadsheet. And if you want, if you're like, don't want to do it on the computer at all, then get a notebook that's dedicated just to these things. And I want you to find a way to collect emails, ask more questions to your clientele, ask for reviews, making sure you're making it as easy as possible, sending them the link, be sure to send surveys after every customer interaction and conduct Instagram polls. These are all great ways to gather information. And then what that does is it helps you figure out what to do next. And it gets you in the habit of making decisions from the data and not just, so this gives you concrete information about your business and then you get to decide what to do with it and how it influences your marketing decisions. So I like to say that there are two ways to make decisions. I don't know if I've talked about this yet, but if I have, it's worth repeating. So you can make decisions from your gut or you can make decisions from the data. Anything else does not matter in your business. It's your gut and what you feel about it and then the data. And and ultimately, if you're making decisions from the gut and from the data, your numbers are going to catch up and it doesn't not matter. Other opinions do not matter in this decision making process unless you want them to. And that's where the people you invest in to help you, those opinions matter. But even then, I always tell my clients like, yeah, I can give you my opinion, but the point is to give you the tools to help you figure these things out on your own. So it is rare that I will actually answer a direct question with my opinion from a client. So I had someone text me today and she said, do you think a brand photo shoot would be worth it for me? Would be a good investment? And I said, well, the better question here is what do you think you're going to get out of that brand photo shoot? If you think that because you took a professional photo or had a professional photo shoot, your sales are going to increase, I'm going to tell you that is not the case. You can increase your sales right now with the tools you have in front of you. And so that's what I do as a coach. I help you find your own answers, but I also give you the tools like this number tracker, the process and the suggestions I made in this episode to make those, to make better decisions for yourself and your business and better being decisions that you feel completely aligned with and feel very good about. So that's it. 
for this one. And that's it for this series. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this five-part series. I know for some of you, it'll be a little bit of a refresher, but I'm hoping that you had a new takeaway. And if you enjoyed this series, please share it with your business besties or your communities. Um, and if you're interested in having me host a workshop or talk about this series on your podcast, uh, just send me a message. You know how to find me on Instagram at Marketing Uninhibited, or you can contact me through my website using the contact us form. So thank you so much for being here. I look forward to being back with you next week. And I think we've got some guest interviews coming up that you will love. So thank you so much for being here. I'll be back with you soon. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you loved what you heard today, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your community on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Marketing Uninhibited so I can share you with my community. And don't forget that you can achieve your big business dreams with small marketing steps. Talk to you next week.